L'Extraordinaire, a collection of poems narrated by Zahen Kashyap. Dear listeners, thank you so much for your interest in listening to this audiobook. It contains my thoughts over many years and I finally compiled them into this format. But before you listen to the poems, let me share with you a story. A story about a young girl. It started out at the time of her birth when doctors who attended her realized that she was born with a physical condition that would lead to issues with mobility for the entirety of her lifetime. They were not very optimistic about her outlook and ruled that she would not be able to sit up or speak beyond a vocabulary of a few hundred simple words. This meant that right from childhood, she had to undergo several operations and doctor's visits. While other children were enjoying running around in parks and playing in sunshine, she would be in grueling, long physiotherapy sessions. There were times when children and adults alike would notice that she was different and would pity her or be unkind or tell her that she should simply accept her fate. During her visits and sessions with the doctors, she met many other children and families, all of whom were fighting to improve the quality of life of their loved ones. She couldn't help but notice that along the course of her journey, she had acquired a thriving community of people who were actually rooting for her during her rehabilitation. During her growing years, this somewhat shy and reserved child learned to hear beyond merely listening to what people said and sometimes even heard what was left unsaid. She realized that everyone she knew had their crosses to bear and her cross, though more visible to others, wasn't necessarily the heaviest one of all. And so, along the way, the little girl realized that she enjoyed more privilege than many others she knew. It was just a matter of time that because of the personal experiences she went through, she was able to evolve into a staunch advocate for differentness and disability. And lo and behold, she had found her own superpower. It was empathy. She had, after all, walked a mile in her fellow differently-abled friends, albeit rather painful shoes. She was able to accept her own differentness and in turn developed an accepting attitude towards everyone, however different they seemed to be. She felt strongly about and became deeply committed to speaking up and speaking out for those less privileged than her. She found solace in writing and in time found a passion in stringing together poetry and in speaking about her passions in public forums both internationally 
as well as nationally. The words would flow easily and sincerely because they were about issues that had touched her life. She had witnessed firsthand the power of believing in herself, of grit and determination, and of nurturing her own hunger to believe with all her heart and soul that everything was possible. The young girl whose story I just told you is me. I'm Zahan Kashyap and I'm now a teenager studying in grade 10 in Delhi. I've come a long way from being the frail infant in the neonatal intensive care unit in a hospital to being a young person with a cause and a voice. This audiobook is a collection of poems, some mine and some by others, which I personally loved and chose to lend my voice to. I would now like to share them with the world and encourage others to look beyond the differentness and enjoy the small victories in everyday life. This is my contribution and way of giving back and encouraging others to persevere and succeed however hard and alone the path may often seem i hope it succeeds in that mission lextraordinaire this is one of my favorite and most definitive poems till date It helped me set on a lifelong journey of advocacy and lending my voice to those less privileged than me. I have recited this in multiple international and national forums and in many ways this is my favorite poem because of the doors it opened for me and the impact it created in the lives of others. What is disability? What does differentness mean? I checked the internet for some insights to glean. Society's imposition on those who haven't met the norm, harshly condemned as those who are unable to conform. In one swoop it calls out the people who don't fit, denying chances and basic rights as equals to sit. Sometimes disabilities are visible for everyone to see but invisible ones are terrible too i'm sure you'll agree even well meaning people don't know how to react with differently able people they're simply thrown off track sometimes they show pity and sometimes they sympathize They do it mainly out of kindness, but little do they realize. No matter how different one may look, or seem, or sound, inclusion through act and deed are needed on the ground. Rather than do that look and look away kind of glance, smile, be your genuine self, make kindness your stance. These sweeping stereotypes are senseless at best. We should put this mindless labeling once and for all to rest. 
even the greatest minds had disabilities, the lore, which fueled their very passions and led them to do more. Helen Keller, Frida Kahlo, Einstein, and Hawking too. Bocelli, Beethoven, Van Gogh are names of just a few. These geniuses all suffered crippling special needs, leaving behind inspiring stories that everybody reads. Empathy is the superpower the world needs most today. For every single person, unique in their own special way. Everyone is fighting a battle of which you have no clue. And their mighty problems might be unknown to you. So let's accept fellow humans, irrespective of their state. Appreciate all differences. Move from being good to being great. Crooked Lines I wrote this poem in under 30 minutes as a classroom assignment. I personally love the simplicity of this piece and how it deals with a powerful message in such a subtle and straightforward way. It's a poem about something I truly believe in. Acceptance. I thought of crooked lines one day and what they mean to me. You have them all around in life, just look around and see. They seem to have a mind entirely of their own, travelling this way and that, so brave and so alone. Crooked lines are like the brave who do not hesitate. Each bend has a tale to tell that's meaningful and great. These lines tell the story of how the world should be. Aiming for perfection is not always life's key. Crooked lines are perfect and mean that things are right. Their very presence in our life makes them a sheer delight. They don't pretend they're curvy, sleek or super straight. They embrace parts of all. That's why they look so great. They don't bother what society says or laughs or thinks. Their core remains unified with strong and sturdy legs. Crooked lines accept life's flaws and admit they're okay. Always be true to yourself, set your rules and play. So be like crooked lines and deeply understand. Own your personal story, then life can be so grand. Take it as a compliment if they call you a crooked line. Live up to your values. Live life on your cloud nine. A quirky stranger. Each one of us is often thrust into situations where we meet someone who does not conform 
to the normal as we have been conditioned to understand it. In such situations, our response is often sympathy or glossing over that obvious imperfection. At that moment, we do not realize that what is most required is kindness by way of action and deed. Differences are, after all, what set us apart and make us our original, authentic selves. Wouldn't it be nicer then if we embrace those quirks that make us who we truly are? I was strolling down the beach when in the distance I saw a girl was sitting there and on her canvas did she draw. She looked familiar to me and so nearer to her I went. Closer up I heard her hum every time she bent. And when she straightened up her humming she'd stop. Before resuming her work she'd smack her lips like pop. Suddenly, she saw me and nervously laughed with glee. As I walked closer, she started talking to me. She said, You see, when I'm working and thinking on my feet, humming makes me focus and keeps my mind upbeat. When I want to concentrate, I make that popping sound. I'm sorry that you heard it. I do it when no one's around. She began to wring her hands, her nervousness to hide. These quirks were visible to me as she paced from side to side. I walked up really close to her and gave her a big hug. Her sweet little quirks, my heartstrings did tug. You don't need to hide your quirks or say sorry for them too. For they would define you and make you truly you. Remember that your differences are your superpower. Use them very wisely and above all others you will tower. With that, I gave her a lesson in herself to believe and hoped that one day she, her dreams would achieve. Thank you. Be kind to your mind. In today's day and age, mental health is probably one of the biggest issues that plagues us and further havoc was wrecked by the pandemic. It is easy, even in the best of times, to lose track of one's blessings and get overwhelmed. However, one proven way of making your mind a nicer place to live in is by adopting an attitude of gratitude. So do try and make a conscious habit of expressing appreciation on a regular basis for big and small things, as gratitude truly is the antidote to negative emotions. It's my time-tested portion. Many days when I wake up, I've sadness in my chest. No matter how hard I try, my mind just won't rest. I know that I have issues and as a special one, I was born. 
while most days I accept it so, and some with grief I'm torn. It isn't fair that though I work harder than the rest, physically since I'm slower, I can't compete to be the best. Why is it that others' lives seem to have so much cheer, while I struggle hard just to make myself clear? Why am I pure, smart and bright, while I feel quite dumb? Why do I feel angry and frustrated and often very glum? Why does everyone look good on social media feeds? Why can't I pose and play along doing happy deeds? Unlike the others, I can't run or jump or twirl. It makes me want to scream and let my rage unfurl. Nothing seems right and everything looks sad. Life looks meaningless and my prospects all so bad. I hate how I have to do things differently each day. I want to give up, much to my parents' dismay. Many times I felt the dead weight borne by my soul. My problems are amplified and running out of control. Though sad and pained, against nobody I bear any scorn. I struggle to find answers why this way I was born. On one such day, my mother walked in, sat quietly beside. She sensed as mothers too, the turmoil right inside. She sat down close, held my hand and didn't say a word. Her silence was eloquent and unspoken words I heard. I understand you deeply, your hopes and all your dreams, all your fears, insecurities, your quirks and what they mean. I know things seem difficult, unfair and rather bleak. Work hard, have faith and you'll get the things you seek. The world is filled with people. Each one has their own struggles. Though they seem outwardly happy, each have their own set of troubles. Don't go by appearances. The grass is always greener on the other side. We all have frustrations and sadness, which we, from public display, hide. The loud laughter and myriad friends and likes on social media feeds are often a cover for loneliness, pain and emptiness in one's needs. The best way to overcome grief and sadness is simply to recount. You will be surprised the things you have are an enormous amount. When you complain, your shoes are not exactly your style or your fit. Remember the crippled man who lost his legs and cannot even sit. Count your many blessings, you'll be surprised. 
what a blessed life you have and how much you are prized help someone who has a need more difficult than yours the smile and gratitude will be your perfect cure so rather than feel bad or mean or sad at your plight be the beacon for someone else be the guiding light cheer up my dear be ready to shine your light cast your tears away and enjoy the world so bright Kindness heals. This poem is inspired by a quote from one of my all-time favorite books, Wonder by R.J. Palacio. It says, and I quote, "When given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind." The power of kindness is immense and can positively impact everyone. who's fighting a battle in their everyday lives the little girl and little boy they started another fight for each of them believed that they were always right they were bored cuz they'd been stranded in their home mom tried to ignore them pretending to be busy on her phone the little girl eyed her new drone which she loved with all her heart her pesky little broshi thought had wanted it from the start he tried so hard to get it it really wasn't right she wanted all her fun alone and resisted with all her might they cried and screamed and yelled and roared and created quite a din their mother was getting worked up just putting up within What is mine is mine and I won't share with you you silly little boy he replied but you came first into this world as it all of our toys and going by your logic i can never possess a thing every time i ask you for something you always sting the little girl thought a while then prudently replied you've got your toys of which you don't take care and you you take mine you will break it so don't you dare the wise old mother suddenly this conversation did overhear sadly did she shake her head and her mind filled with fear that her children would be kind she would always pray but right in front of her such meanness was blatantly on display Come here my dear ones I have something to say The way you behaved has caused me great dismay How to end your daily fights Have you given it any thought There's such selfishness that many wars have been fought Kindness is the virtue which will help all problems heal Bad feelings and ill will gentleness will help seal but why is kindness such a big deal and why do you so fret we really do not like it mummy when you are so upset 
Listen carefully, little ones, and clearly understand. Kindness is the most important quality at hand. It helps one empathize and stand for those most weak, those vulnerable people that your help will always seek. Standing silently when injustice happens is meanness at its best. For that is basically when your conscience is put to test. For it defines a leader and helps him lead the ring. This definitive quality makes him the lord, the king. Suddenly a bell rang and a spark lit up the souls. The little girl and little boy understood the final goal. Oh mummy, now we understand what you're trying to say. If virtues were all rated, kindness would on the top stay. So from now we too will kindness imbibe. We will aspire to make it the badge of our tribe. Thus ended the siblings' squabbles, for the mother did them inspire. Tis the quality, the magic of kindness, for all who this virtue desire. Man in the Mirror In recent years, there has been so much talk about the LGBTQIA plus community, the challenges they face and how difficult it is for them to assimilate into mainstream society. Wanting to understand more about their plight, I read countless articles about the issues these communities face. I empathize deeply and stand in solidarity with them. And this poem is a note to those who are brave enough to accept the realities and hope the time comes soon when society embraces them too. I have a very dear neighbor who lives nearby my home. She's so much like family. For around her, I've grown. But sometimes, when she thinks no one would look or see, I've seen her sitting around in the park, weeping silently. So today when I saw her in so much misery and despair, I told her she'll feel much better if her pain she'd share. She held my hand tight and cried out loudly as she said, Rather than live my life as a woman, I wish I would be dead. I was born into this gender, but it never felt quite right. I do feel like an imposter and it gives me such a fright. I want to free up the man who in my soul does live. I have so much of fashion and value to give. But I am trapped in a woman's body that I hate every single day. My hopes have turned to ashes and I watch them flitter away. Equal rights for men and women, isn't that what activists say? But for people born my gender, no one thinks about us that way. What does the term LGBTQI to the world actually mean? Being the butt of cruel jokes is the way that they demean. They try to break down our spirit and make us feel so small. Try to scare and convince us that a disease 
plagues us all. Sometimes through violence and sometimes blackmail, they force us to be silent, never talking about our sad tale. Is our sexuality a dirty curse to be hidden always by us? About one's personal preferences, why should there be such a fuss? Family and friends don't care that our dreams will never come true if no one gets this issue straight. So how, as a child, will you? I was shocked into silence by her words in deep pain. As I tried to cope with my feelings, my tears fell like rain. And then a thought struck me, quite out of the blue. I carefully framed my thoughts so my words would ring true. You're right, I am young and not conditioned today. I don't think it's a sin to be born this or even that way. Beating and throbbing in every ribcage lies a human heart that no matter whatever its age, irrespective of gender or orientation at the end, it feeds on love and respect from family and friends. I do accept you as you are with grace honor and pride, and I do not believe that your gender is something you need to hide. Love yourself and others for who they are at the core. Love is the only true language that we should spread galore. The face in the mirror is the only one whose opinion you should seek. Remain true to yourself, and one day your deeds for you will speak. The young person nodded thoughtfully and then smiled. Though you're a young girl with your gender, you've reconciled. There's hope for this generation and its youngsters too. Unlike olden times, you're free now to do what you want to do. I'll work at accepting myself and being proud of all that's mine. We've been created and are a handiwork of intricate design. Once we accept ourselves and others as they are, life will be peaceful and we can truly go far. With these wise words, we hugged each other as friends. Accepting each other now, not waiting till society would make its amends. I've got death on my mind tonight. By no means autobiographical, my team and I wrote this poem for our fellowship at Young Leaders for Active Change with Instagram. Teenage is never an easy time for anyone. It gets compounded by mental health issues. Each one of us should make it our personal mission to listen actively to cries for help and offer a shoulder to cry on for anyone who needs it. No friends do I have to call as my own. I feel simply lost and so very alone. I doubt my family knows or even understands. Do this and do that, I'm burdened by their demands. So useless I feel every single day. In these conditions, I don't want to stay. 
dared, teased and bullied I have often been. Where do I begin? I feel so confused within. Life is so hard. There seems to be no winning. It makes me want to quit, not continue living. The world is so mean and unforgiving. All my bad experiences, I keep on reliving. My brain is overworked and I can't sleep at night. Then I hope I die to be rid of this horrid plight. Weirdo, freak and big mistake, I've heard them call. Every day feeling so insignificant and so very small. I've been silenced every time I try to reach out. Am I going crazy? I've started to self-doubt. I'm often tired. I have no energy with anything to deal. Though the process is time-taking, I know I'll slowly heal. But for now, I need to rest. I'll say goodbye to you. When I'm well, we'll surely meet. For now, I'll bid you adieu. Perspective Being rigid and inflexible in one's view can make life difficult and lonely for people. An easy way to understand and appreciate the other is by displaying a little bit of empathy and understanding of the other's point of view, which is what this poem perspective encourages us to do. The little girl and little boy, they settled for a fight. For each of them, they thought that they were always right. They called out to their mother to know of her perspective. They thought she was very smart, much like a good detective. Well then, said mother sitting down and making herself comfy. What's today's discussion on? She sounded a bit grumpy. Every day her children fought and reminded her of kittens. For what one had by that alone, the other would be smitten. Well, mummy, it's all her fault, the little brother cried. She's just mean and bossy, he said with tears in his eyes. I did absolutely nothing, was the elder one's refrain. He's just a cranky, silly boy, she said with absolute disdain. The mother quickly understood what they were trying to say, for she had dealt with this before, almost every single day. She made them stand face to face and hold each other's hands. Then she asked each of them to raise each left hand. The children were confused as they saw one's left was the other's right and yet strangely they realized that both of them were right. Perspective, mother said wisely, depends on where you stand. Being so rigid in your views can you in trouble land. She filled a glass with water and kept it on the table. Half empty or half full is just your reference label. 
respecting each other's viewpoint can really mean a lot and not realizing such a simple fact can land you in a spot thank you get up stand up many years ago i read a quote by dan pierce author of the world famous blog single dad laughing that i think best exemplifies bullying he says in i quote people who love themselves don't hurt other people the more we hate ourselves the more we want others to suffer it deeply resonated with me because some of the biggest bullies i have known have needed kindness and healing as much as the ones they prey on actually there is no virtue that is as twice blessed as kindness is blessing him that gives and him that receives so you do the needful too get up stand up I want to make a list of all that is not fair. The issue of bullying would be right up there. It is indeed a problem much bigger than we see. As it torments two people, the victim and the bully. The bully believes with conviction all he does is right. He manipulates people with his force. and his might he forces the victim to dance to his self-made tunes by his very action the victim's self-respect he ruins unfortunately the victim's actions are governed by fear he loses his self-confidence and things he holds dear but there is a problem that exists with the bully too he struggles with issues which over time just grew he's crying for attention with every move he makes he knows he's a coward trying to control his stakes but once he's confronted and called out for his ways his powers all win when the victim he no longer plays in a way both are prisoners each of their own mind for they have been labeled and periocly defined the victim and bully are vulnerable both are help to seek we need to empathize and stand for those most weak As a society we should clearly know and understand with kindness we can deal with all such matters at hand watching injustice silently is just as much a crime we're stating that saving their lives is not worth our time and just because we don't bully doesn't mean we're kind We need to support the weak for their rights rally behind. So listen carefully and understand what I'm here to say. While handling people, 
kindness should be our mainstay so get up stand up when we see bullying at play with justice and kindness let's heal and save the day sweet sibling rivalry my best friend my worst enemy rolled into one and both at the same time that pretty much sums up my relationship with my younger brother my mother sums it up best when she says watching you two fight is like watching a cat and a dog fight you trade jabs with your tails flying around be that as it may would i exchange him for another well you decide after listening to this poem the little girl and little boy in a corner they were sitting their dear old mom sat on her sofa knitting ah oh, they seem to be at peace at last mom thought just a while back like cats and dogs they fought I wonder why there's so much fight. It just doesn't seem quite right. If this continues as a daily trend, they won't grow up as friends. They won't care for each other. Thus, what did the harried mother? Forget care. They might the other hate. Throw each other out of the gate. And then homeless my kids would be. and lead a life of utter misery the more she thought the more she feared and quickly her imagination shifted gears from sibling squabbles to wars full on her fertile mind just rambled on what if this enmity continues to grow they swear and become each other's foe and perhaps the other's weaknesses expose while i just sit here lays and repose oh it could be worse if they hit each other imagine what if the girl hit her brother the little boy would surely hit back and boy would it be a mighty thwack the little girl might break a bone the police would then be summoned on phone They might just ship the little boy out. Of that, she had absolutely no doubt. These thoughts overwhelmed the mother. She didn't notice when in came the father. To her husband, she quickly gave a brief, but talking about it brought her no relief. The mother helplessly sobbed and cried. She couldn't stop. even though she tried for the future seemed doom and gloom her world was collapsing so very soon the father patiently heard her through her cries such wild thoughts he couldn't believe his eyes he held back his comments with all his might he hugged his wife tight and gently said Oh my darling can't you see the vagueness of your fantasy 
all siblings they fight as they grow but get after one and unity they'll show i'll prove it to you help your fears to reduce you can then be carefree and set your tensions loose he then marched her into the kids room where the sister sat playing with her toy room the boy busy with the cars he was racing each in their own worlds quietly playing the father loudly cleared up his throat kids i plan to rent a small speedboat unfortunately in it only 3 people can sit daddy mummy and one of you can fit the other will we'll need to leave here for now there's no other solution i fear suddenly the kids on their dad descended the two little devils who till now were divided but daddy that isn't fair at all they shouted as they ran through the hall we can't leave each other and go out alone it's an awful idea one that we totally disown for if one of us you decide not to take the other won't go make no mistake instead why can't you buy a bigger boat to rent in which both of us can happily our time spend at this their mother mother's eyes did pop out her fears were relieved without a doubt smiling at mom dad nodded his head your mind can finally be out of its dread kids will be kids and they will always fight and parents then should just sit tight never should they intervene never should they jump in between solving your problems is a real life skill and learning it right won't make them ill so just relax and enjoy them grow and one day you'll reap what today you sow Curiosity killed the cat. Even though I say so myself, this is one of the silliest poems of them all. It starts off on such a gloomy note, and one can actually visualize the worm leading his plain vanilla life until he strikes out to find more. Hang around till you hear how that went. once lived an earthworm deep underground in a place that was dark and cold without a sound he lived a sad and lonely life he had no friends no kids no wife but he wasn't lonely hurt or depressed cuz that was all that he knew and he thought he was blessed daily he dug holes deep and wide relentlessly digging from side to side one day after digging from morning till night plowing through the earth with all his might the earthworm heard a very loud sound 
it seemed his world would come crashing down. He thought he saw a bright new space. It seemed so full of color, light and taste. He decided to dig all the way to the road and discover strange new things to behold. The more he dug, the more curious he got. His curiosity pushed him straight to the top. A speeding bus squashed the worm and he was reduced to a pile of germs. Alas, his story is sad, you see. Curiosity caused his casualty. Thank you. A simple poem that tells the story of how friendship was sparked between a puppy and a young me, changing me, perhaps for life. Unexpected Friendship As I strolled in the park, suddenly I saw a golden-colored little pup holding out its paw. Wanting to be patted and given lots of care. With this ball of fur, happily, my time I share. Soon enough I realized his stinky doggy breath. It assaulted my senses. These germs would cause my death. Problem breath would need to be tackled soon, or this smell would make me swoon. He yelped and gave a loud bark, which took me by surprise. To think of such a noisy wolf coming from one his size. The puppy was so playful, licked my face for all to see, woofed and wagged his tail, publicly displaying his love for me. Lovingly I named the pup Dosti, towards him I had taken an incline. My parents consented with me, allowed me to make the puppy mine. With little care about the time, through the evenings we now play. This unexpected friendship is such a joy. This my best time of the day. Dad and the Cat in the Tree Dad and the Cat in the Tree is a poem by Kit Wright, a famous Canadian poet. The poem is a humorous one about the actions of elders and their sometimes misplaced sense of confidence. I hope you enjoy the funny incident which has been very graphically described by the poet and brought on laughter as I imagine this incident occurring before my eyes. This morning, a cat got stuck in our tree. Dad said, Right, just leave it to me. The tree was wobbly. The tree was tall. Mom said, For goodness sake, don't fall. Fall, scoffed Dad. A climber like me. Child's play this is. You wait and see. He got out the ladder from the garden shed. It slipped 
he landed in the flower bed. Never mind, said Dad, brushing the dirt off his hair and his face and his trousers and his shirt. We'll try plan B. Stand out of the way. Mom said, Don't fall again, okay? Fall again, said Dad. Funny joke. Then he swung himself up on a branch. It broke. Dad landed wallop back on the deck. Mom said, Stop it. You'll break your neck. Rubbish, said Dad. Now we'll try plan C. Easy as winking. Don't climb like me. Then he climbed up high on the garden wall. Guess what? He didn't fall. He gave a great leap and he landed flat in the crook of the tree trunk, right on the cat. The cat gave a yell and sprang to the ground. Please tell Sponge to be safe and sound. So it's smiling and smirking, smug as can be. But poor old dad's still stuck up the tree. Corona learnings, the best learnings in the worst of times. When Delhi was going through the second phase of COVID lockdown in the summer of 2021, there was so much negativity and fear all around. Everyone was dismayed and things seemed out of control. Many discussions that I had with my mother on the power of hope amidst the gloom encouraged me to believe that better times would follow soon. Little girl and little boy were happily playing together. Dozing on the couch peacefully lay their learned mother. She woke up as she sensed him, approaching near her side. Mother, we can't make up our mind. Please help us decide. We hear so much negativity about Corona. Yes, we know it's bad. But staying here at home together just doesn't make us sad. So, is there something good in it? The news says it's all bad. And does it make sense? What's bad need not always be sad. Out of her siesta and reverie, sat up the surprised mother. Her children's wise questions suddenly just struck her. It's true, she said. Our world is torn apart by the pandemic. All this talk about sickness and dying is far from academic. The economy has been crippled and many lives have been claimed. And though Corona is the culprit, we are ourselves to blame. For many generations now, we've looted the earth. We've exhausted her resources and they're now in dirt. We have mercilessly killed animals and consumed them as food. 
it's not hard to imagine them why nature's in this hurried mood no jet setting days right now we are being punished with a time out our party has ended and we are repenting without a doubt but see the positive how much closer we have grown nair as a family we've spent so much time at home nair in my memory have i seen skies so pristine blue nair in my lifetime have birds cries rung so true just yesterday i paused my call as the birds chirped so loud and do i try to act annoyed my god i'm truly proud mom said i enjoy cooking papa catches up with reading you both love writing code and reading by the truck load the dog likes having us around and that is for all to see her ever wagging tail and eyes are always lit up with glee so no matter how dark and bleak the prognosis may seem behind every dark cloud there's always a silvery beam and corona has taught valuable lessons to all of humankind hopefully when we mend our ways the earth will also be kind papa's day out this poem is a joke meant for my dad on father's day while he does generally appreciate my sense of humor i have to admit that he did not seem too pleased with the hilarious portrayal of him as anything but the brave strong man that he really is but a joke in my old man once in a while is fun and fair don't you think he too had a good laugh after i recited it to him one day papa got up and said what a great idea i have in my head i have decided that we should go on that contraption that goes high and low loops round in circles on metallic tracks starts at a point and comes right back papa it's called a roller coaster ride are you sure you feel that brave inside me papa cried i'm as wise as i'm brave fear of nothing shall drive me to the grave the constant warrior a mother cried don't even consider it with tears in her eyes i really don't think it's a nice thing to do oh dear what if something happens to you fear not nothing will happen to me fit as a fiddle i'll come back you see with that we quickly got ready and went before dear mother would think of a new event we bought the tickets and climbed on the ride all strapped and buckled safely inside we naughty kids he decided a prank to pull 
ah, we would never leave a day too dull. Just as the ride was about to start, the kids at each other a glance did dart. They pulled out a nut and a bolt from their bag and handed it to Papa, who suddenly looked ragged. Papa, see what we found under your seat. But of course, you're too brave to be scared by this feat. Papa thought his chair had come loose. Of the prank his kids were pulling, he had no clue. Just as the coaster began to ascend, Papa decided that this ride must end. He screamed out loud to the men at the helm, Get us down right now! This machine must be mend! The men, of course, they paid him no heed. The kids themselves were proud of their deed. By the time the ride ended, Papa was red in the face. A, he muttered, a complete waste of money, a total disgrace. He stomped off from the fair, all the way home, complaining about how close to death he had gone, how the angel of death had stared him in the eye, how he'd said his prayers and prepared to die. The children looked at each other and giggled, for they together had the nuts smuggled. Oh, it had been a fun ride indeed. With complete panache, they'd pulled off their deed. The children looked at each other and smiled. Their father today was completely riled. And they had had some harmless fun, romping and playing in the summer sun. Freedom, written for the 75th Independence Day of India, explaining what freedom means, it delves into how independence and freedom are two related, yet completely different topics, and how nuanced the word freedom actually is. The children looked troubled as they watched the TV news. Running up to their mother, they wanted to hear her views. Though we celebrate independence, we seem still at war. People killing each other, protests and so much uproar. Are we truly independent? What does freedom really mean? From what we see on TV, it seems like a distant dream. Everywhere we look, we see many unhappy sights. The poor seem poorer while the rich grow in might. There's stress and tears and sadness everywhere you see. Irrespective of race or creed, they all seem in misery. For 73 years and counting, we've been an independent land. Shouldn't independence and freedom not go hand in hand? Their mother thought for a bit and slowly replied. I understand your point of view, she deeply sighed. You might have tons of riches, and yet, to them, be a slave. For when your mind holds you captive, you can't be brave. Freedom means equality for all of humankind. It means, towards violence and hate, 
be completely blind. Freedom means that you can stay agreed to be disagreed. Freedom respects each one's thoughts and word and deed. It means that all religions can live together in harmony and that all of us can stand up tall against tyranny. Freedom has no color and freedom knows no race. Kindness is core to it and hatred has no place. My mom explained, freedom is not just any abstract thought. Physical differences mean nothing if they are rightly taught. If you believe in basic human goodness, then to a large degree, your mind can be at peace. Only then can you be free. You, my little ones, represent a future that will be so bright. This Independence Day, pledge to make freedom a value you hold tight. The Brighter Side of Tomorrow During the COVID-19 lockdown, I had plenty of time to think about how humans could live much better and fruitful lives if only we were prepared to make changes in the way we treat each other. We could share our knowledge and technical inputs and this could lead to solving the myriad of problems that are plaguing us, many of which we as a race have brought upon ourselves. It was during lockdown that I would sit at home, staring out of the window, rather miserable and alone. Everything seemed dreadful, my heart filled with fears. News of the raging pandemic flooded my eyes with tears. The world is battered, the future looks so blue. Would it ever get better? Alas, no one had a clue. That's when I recalled what my mother often said. We need to look backwards instead of staring ahead. Study our past carefully and learn lessons in hindsight. Else, we'll be condemned to live in the very same plight. We have exploited our planet and steeped our souls in sin. Unless we change our errant ways, this battle we won't win. If we look at the Bible, it talks of seven cardinal sins. We'll be plagued with misery if our hearts to those cave in. Pride, gluttony, envy, lust, sloth, wrath and greed. It is from these vices that mankind needs to be freed. Experiments and scientific studies are becoming widespread. If we use it to our advantage, we'll no longer live in dread. Tons of studies show the promise that science holds. See its wondrous applications, each worth its weight in gold. Telemedicine and online classes we can already see. Education and healthcare accessible to all will be. Buildings that are environment friendly, driverless cars and drones. Precision medicine free for everyone, I can feel it in my bones. We might land a man on Mars and harness the powers of the sun. We'll get boundless heat energy and boy, wouldn't that be fun. Humankind will fight climate change and conquer other threats, 
killing these mighty demons and live life with no regrets. People will recycle, reduce and reuse. A circular economy drive. Lifestyles will be sustainable and globally we'll all thrive. There'll be plenty of food and animals need not be killed. No one will be poor or hungry. All stomachs will be filled. Transparency will make corruption a thing of the past. Government policies will be fair. Inequality won't last. Everyone will be equal, irrespective of religion or race. Narrow bridges won't divide us. New virtues will embrace. Kindness and empathy can be the hallmark of human tribe. It's workable. If young and old to this pledge subscribe, nation helping nation, in peace we can all abide. Live life king size. Live on life's brighter side. Thank you for having made the time to listen to my book. I would like to leave you with a quote often repeated by my mother by the all-time great Muhammad Ali that best exemplifies me today. And I quote, If my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then I know I can achieve it. While I heard this repeatedly throughout my childhood, it took me well over a decade to internalize and understand why it resonated so deeply with me. Stranded in the midst of challenges from an early age, it took years for me to understand that the rampantly prevalent definition of normal that has been served down to us through generations is hugely flawed. It simply ignores the power that differentness bestows upon us and thereby prevents us from moving from being good to being great. After all, all of us are fighting our own personal battles some overt and some covert. At the end, all one needs to maximize one's own potential is a deep-rooted faith in one's abilities coupled with innate resilience and the passion to become someone beyond our limitations. And in this quest, we should not strive to outrun or outshine others, rather Take others along with us, especially the ones who need a helping hand, and journey with them throughout life, and life will suddenly become all the more beautiful.